For more shows like this, visit us at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. You guys been watching anything lately besides um, election results? Election coverage. <laughs> Actually, I will take a bio break as well. I started the first episode of Space Force. Oh, really? Uh, office, with, yeah, Office with astronauts. Yeah, I watched. Uh, how many episodes are there? For, like fourteen, something like that. Ten, ten. I don't know. Sounds, sounds right. I watched about half of it and. I mean, it was, I liked it, but obviously I guess I didn't like it enough to watch the whole series, the whole season, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, and it's, and it, I'm not adverse to going back and finishing it. I probably will eventually, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a decent show. It's not as good as The Office because The Office is a show that I've watched the entire series through about three or four times. What in the world is that? <laughs> It's just a fun background that I found once upon a time. We're if, if we're going to be moving on to a, uh, a cosmic potato uh, bonus episode, I figured a non Star Trek related background would be fitting. And and you you can uh, uh, you can rest a little easier, Tom. I deleted the shot of your camera view from my background <laughs> uh, stock. <laughs> Um, but we're, we're no longer wearing matching uh, 40-something-year-old men's sweaters. You probably have one like this, though. This is I, Yeah, I do. You want to know the sad part? Huh. It doesn't fit because my gut's too big. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, which color, uh, which color did you... Well, sorry, background for Sean and John. Um, our dad got had this sweatshirt zip-up and uh, gave one... I know I got one. You got one. I think my son got one, but I don't remember what colors they were. So I, I think Beckett got one too. I want to say that Beckett's might have been red. I know mine was black, like yours. Okay, I think my son got the gray one. So mm, yeah. The only thing that I've been watching this week, other than election coverage, has been. Uh, I mean, I'm still rewatch. I'm still going back and watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm, I'm like in season four of that now, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm really, I really like that show. Uh, I like. It. I'm gonna, I'm going to circle back to that and just make it a, a casual rewatch that I have on in the background. That show, it's just so funny. Yeah, it's just. I mean, every episode there's just. Uh, and when when Andy Samberg was on Saturday Night Live, I wasn't the biggest Andy Samberg fan. I just thought he was being Adam Sandler Jr. You know, but, uh, but better, but yeah, but now on Brooklyn nine, nine, man, he's great. I mean, they, they just, some of the, the random, um, things that he throws out, like, uh, there's a running, uh, there's a running gag where one of the, the lady, the lady, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Anyway, she'll come in and say something about, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of all these lazy idiots or something like that. There's a running gag where he'll say, name a Santiago sex tape. <laughs> you know, and, uh, oh, yeah, re- just repeat the sentence that they said and say, yeah, whatever it says is that that's the name of Santiago uh, okay. sex tape. <laughs> yeah. 
if you recall back a year ago, year and a half, two years ago, uh, when I did the Captain Game Show where the improv was just pick the best moment in this episode to say, <laughs> to say um, that's what she said. Uh, the, al- the alternate phrase was title of your sex date. Yeah. That's where I got it from. <laughs> I managed to, and now I know I'm, I'm already behind an episode, but I did manage to see the season premiere of the Mandalorian. I haven't watched it yet. So far. They've got two, two episodes. Excellent episodes. Yeah. Yeah, the first episode is great. The second episode is pretty good. The first episode I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I've heard people bitching about it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I was like, man, baby Yoda is a, is a beast. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know, you would think that container would have a lock. <laughs> I'm glad to hear, and you know, one, I'm glad these these aren't you know too bad as, as spoilers. But I'm also yes, glad to hear the child. I'm going to keep calling him Baby Yoda. Y'all can. I'm I'm yep. glad to hear that the child is actually going to do something next episode because in this season premiere, any time that the child was on screen, I, to my eyes, it was just like a, a a a blank screen for a moment because the only thing that they did was cut to the child for a reaction because they knew that half the audience was going to go, oh, he's so Aww. adorable. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so cute. But that was the only purpose. <laughs> that was the only purpose that the child served in that first episode, yeah, which is, which is what's that? Oh uh, uh, no, the the carpet is wrong. Um, what is this, Sean? Is that, why? The, hall- is that not, not the hallway from The Shining? Oh, I don't yeah. think so because the, the the Shining had a a very particular uh, carpet pattern. That they I know, used in Toy Story. Yes, they did. They used it in Toy Story, and I recreated that pattern in Photoshop, and now it is one of my stock uh, background textures that I can use anytime I want. Uh. That looks like the. Is that from? Uh, it's just a Zoom Dr. background that I downloaded. I thought I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was from The Shining, but maybe not. I thought it was. Well, since we've, since we've gone full visual and screwed the podcast audience, here we go with the pins. <laughs> Scott, I'm going to give you this pin. Oh, oh hold on. Let me. Ah, okay. Excellent. Good. <laughs> if you're right, listening on the podcast we are doing something visual if you want to see what we're doing go to youtube we're trying to do something visual Scott, i will give you this bit oh okay let me see if i can oh i got it all right here we go it's it's hard because the background kind of hides it but but here it is all right so um tom you want to grab this Boy, where am I grabbing from there? I think you just stabbed Tom in the chin. Here, Rick, please have a pen. Oh, this pen right here. Okay. It's a good pen. Uh, But I think think Sean should have this pen. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get off camera. There you go. Got it. All right. I have the pen. I Background. Think it, I think it's changed, but <laughs> no, it's John. just the lighting. The, the, the lighting makes it look different. Catch, John. Catch. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Why not? We are losers. <laughs> oh, please. We're right there. You, you have your losers to not do it at least once. It was fun. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. going back to The Mandalorian, one thing that got me is when the child broke the fourth wall right at the end. Did, I forget which one of you guys saw it. Episode I, one or two? Two. I didn't think he did. I haven't seen no? it yet. Don't spoil it. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, one thing that really impressed it. me about you episode two that I didn't realize until today is that part of it, and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what, but part of it comes directly from a Ralph McQuarrie painting. And it's not just kind of like, you know, a suggestion of the painting. It's like, Totally, the design is from the Ralph McQuarrie painting. And since McQuarrie died, when did he? When did he die? During Jedi? I thought he lasted longer than that. But who was Ralph McQuarrie? Let me look. What he did all, all the concept conceptual artist. art. Yeah, concept art for okay. Star Wars. He's he's directly responsible for the look of Star Wars. Uh, he's also directly responsible for the look of the Discovery because mm-hmm. uh, one of the possible Star Trek sequels slash movies. Phase two. No, it was was actually Planet of the Titans. (laughs) Oh, was it? Yeah, it was Planet of the Titans where he designed a ship that looked very much like the Discovery. Yeah. Um, And I never liked it. I still don't. I I still think Discovery is ugly as hell, but I've, I've learned to love it. But I don't, I don't know about ugly. I just think it's it's not the greatest design, and I'm I'm also not a big fan of of uh, Discovery's uh, or I should say the the Crossfield class uh, taperedness cells. I'm not not a fan. Yeah. No. What am I looking up? You were looking up know. when Ralph McQuarrie died. Oh right, right. Image of indeterminate nature, so we don't spoil it for Sean. I was also in the process of looking up the song uh, "Where Do We Go" or "Games People Play" because one of y'all mentioned said "Where Do We Go From Here," and that song got stuck in my head. Oh, he died in 2012. Okay. Um, the immediate song connection for "Where Do We Go From Him" for me is Buffy, the musical. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but I I was like, there's a song "Where Do We Go From Here" now that all of our children are growing up, and I'm like, who the hell sang that? And I couldn't. I, I thought sticks. Like, no, that's not right. And I started. And it was the Alan Parsons project, which I'm that makes sense because they were not the same in any two albums. So. I got it, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. I think Tom did too. Yep. <laughs> I've only seen once more with feeling once or twice. Well, yeah. that's not what I was referring to. But I, and I, I'm fine with never seeing once more with feeling again. That's a oh. South Park reference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a South Park reference with. Uh, I, I, with, I yeah. didn't hear what you said. Cartman. With I'm sitting in oh, okay. um, That's from that. Well, once more with feeling. Once more with feeling is fine. It's a, it's a fine piece of television. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to hear it again. But that's because my first exposure to it was during my first marriage. And. It, the episode was watched at least once in my presence and then several more times not in my presence. And then all the songs from the episode were sung badly with no accompaniment, with one voice, <laughs> way too much. All I'll right. say this I from one other feeling. It's the only musical episode of any TV show that worked. And I'll stand by that. 
Didn't even though I haven't musical, seen Didn't they do a musical episode of Xena? Was it? I think it was Xena. They did. Yeah. For no reason. It was, I mean... Yeah. I, so well, Xena did a lot of things for no reason. I mean... <laughs> there was a lot, on, there was a lot of things. Like that, on the What Have You Been Watching Lately, um, we... I don't say binge. We watched several episodes of uh, Room 104 from uh, HBO. It's like an anthology... 30, no, I think it's an hour long, or like 40 minutes. It, and it's kind of Twilight Zony, but it all takes place in the same motel room, room 104, and these various characters. Like, it's never like the same, you know, characters. Like, it's all these individual stories that just all happen in this room. And uh, one of the ones that we watched last night is a musical episode. And I'm I thought it worked fine. I mean, it's, it's no, it's no one's more feeling, but it's. I thought it was fine. Uh, so yeah, so that's. I've been watching that. I've been watching The Mandalorian. I've been watching uh, Discovery. Obviously, I feel like there's some. Oh, I watched the. Um, the, I think it's. I think they call it the Death and Return of Superman. The, the, it's the two animated movies back to back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was oh, the yeah, death of Superman, then the return of Superman. They, yeah. they, they were, they were okay. You can rent them both together now. Like it's, it's one, it's yeah, one, one big movie. Yeah, oh, oh, it's like a three, okay. it's like a three-hour okay. movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they did the same thing with the Dark Knight Returns when they adapted that into animation. Uh, they released it as two movies, but uh, you could then buy it, and I'm sure now you can uh, rent it as a single. I have the the Blu-ray uh, with both combined, so it's extra long uh, as one yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. They've got. I've got. Uh, I thought um, you were. I couldn't help but uh, think of our, uh, our our table be cast play <laughs> of Superman lives. Superman lives. I thought you were going to talk about. You were saying that um, documentary on that Death of Superman movie, oh, the Nicolas oh, Cage one. What happened? The Death of oh, Superman documentary. Yeah. I, I, I still haven't seen that. It's it's great. It's really really good. Yeah, I like it. It really shows you how much of a bullet we dodged. <laughs> I've got that a subscription too. to uh, HBO Max because of Sesame Street. I mean, that's basically why I pay for it. <laughs> but uh, they have all that those DC movies, those DC animated movies. They've got all of mm-hmm. them on there. And then I was flipping through there the other day, and and it came up that they had the Killing Joke on there, and I'm like, I don't want to watch what you did to that story. <laughs> I've already yeah. seen it once, and I still haven't gotten over it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went to the uh, um, the uh, Fathom Events screening of that, and I mean, I'm glad that I did it so I could see it on the big screen. But I, everyone knows about my movie collection. I just I checked today. I, as far as movies go, I'm at 805, and The Killing Joke is not one of them, and it's not going to be. <laughs> I've never seen it, and I. Am traumatized by what y'all said about it. <laughs> go just go find the original graphic novel and read it. It doesn't take long, and you'll be better have, off. Actually. Well, I mean, if you just is that, watch is that the one where the Joker just watch the second half of it, you'll be all right. Traumatizing in a different way. The second half of it is basically what you see in the graphic novel. It's the first half yeah, of it, it that's problematic. It's it's completely made up out of whole cloth for for the purposes of stretching that story out, which they didn't need to do. There were other ways they could have stretched it out that would have been better. But Bruce Tim uh is not always a good writer. There it is. 
That's the Ralph McQuarrie <laughs> mm-hmm. Enterprise from yeah. uh, Planet of the Titans. Yeah, Tom, Tom just sent that to me. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was a group, uh, a group message. So. It, it, it is. It was. It was, in, it was in the private chat, but Sean was the first one to click on it. <laughs> McQuarrie's style was great for Star Wars. I mean, everything that is iconic about Star Wars came from Ralph McQuarrie, and mm-hmm. the man was a genius. But I hate that look for Star <laughs> Trek. It never worked, and I'll, I'll grant them that they they made it a lot sleeker and prettier for for Discovery. But I still don't like the Discovery. But then again, I never liked Enterprise D, and I put up with that. You know, I, I, the exteriors. I never liked the exterior yeah. look of the Enterprise D. Uh, it just it looks like a Macy's. Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon to me. <laughs> I, re- I still remember when TNG first premiered. That was a big complaint of mine is just the ship was so ugly. Yeah, and, and I never liked it. I, when it crashed in Generations, that's the only thing I like about that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, I think the Sovereign class, it, it's better, but it's still clunky. I just, it's, it's, it's not great. It's, I don't like the... the, the the interconnecting dorsal between the primary hull and the secondary hull. It's just, that's it's, what she said. Yeah. No. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a sex tape either. So, but then again, it's, it's no secret that this is the level of nerd. I am. I will discuss the minutia of starship design down to the molybdenum bolts, bolts, uh, self-stealing symbols. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of them. You know, I, I have the when when the, the next generation tech manual came out and it is as close to canon as a book like that can be, because it was written by Makakuda and Rick Sternbach. Um, and while it's not like exactly there you go, um, it's not I have that one, too. And that the, that one is less canon than the than the next gen. Very much do, so. Do I have either of those? I, I think if I have either one, it's going to be because you had extras and sent them to me. Nope, that's why I no. still have these. I, All I, right. But I read both of those books cover to cover. <laughs> Most people get up and go, "Oh, neat pictures." I read the goddamn things, um, and so it's like when when Voyager decided to and and uh, you know now fifty six year old me has kind of let go of these things a little bit, but like when Voyager had their episode where they were, they were running out of deuterium and they were trying like hell to find deuterium. And if you read the, the tech manual, the reason they chose deuterium as the matter of the antimatter matter, the matter, antimatter fuel component is because it's the most plentiful goddamn element in the universe. <laughs> so they yeah. picked it because it's freaking everywhere. <laughs> it's a it's a heavy iron. It's a, it's basically heavy hydrogen. Anyway, but then again, if they're using <laughs> after a matter antimatter reaction, wouldn't they be able to just put pretty much anything in there? I mean, can't they just treat it like a Mister Fusion? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> This is th- from the tech manual, the uh, proposed ideas for Enterprise E hmm. in, in fiction. So not I don't know that yeah. any of these were designed for uh, okay. you know, looked at for the movie, but I mean I like I like the sovereign class better than the galaxy class, but it's still there's still aspects of it. I'm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm still a, a, a 
Matt Jeffries purist. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Fran was Joseph. One of those ships, one of those ships on the on the page you just showed, really looked like the Federation trying to take a page from uh, the Klingons and design a, a Federation uh, bird of prey, almost. Yeah, I was debating. Which, Go ahead. Which it reminds me of something that I've noticed in uh, Star Trek Online uh, lately. Now that I've been getting back into playing it, um, I can't remember what a person had to do or what happened to to make this an item. But I got my hands on uh, what is what they refer to as I think an SF slash uh, KE. Um. Uh, shield, um, uh, shield medallion. I, I don't know exactly what they call it. It's an item that can be equipped uh, on a particular starship, and it makes the ship look like a Starfleet vessel, no matter what you're flying. So, for example, um, uh, the character I'm currently playing as is a Klingon. Uh, I've had uh, a um, a Katanga class uh, bird of prey. I've had a um, a Vorchok class. Did I get it? Did I get it wrong? Katanga class is is the movie version of a D seven. It's not a bird of prey. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, uh, so I, you're I the only have... person I would give shit about that. By yeah, <laughs> there are so many names, and I'm not as clear on the Klingon ones. Um, but yes, I I had a a Katanga cruiser. I had a Bird of Prey. I had a Vorchok class uh, cruiser, and currently I'm flying a Negvar class. And when you equip this shield on it, no matter what color green you have it set up as, no matter. Uh, where the nacelles are with the red glow in the Klingon style, you activate the shield and it changes the outer skin of it to be, you know, a more silver gray, like a Federation ship. The nacelles are the current blue and yellow standard for uh, 25th century Star Trek online. It really does look like what if Starfleet designed a, a, a Klingon shaped vessel. And it's such a neat feature to have. I like turn it on and off uh, when, when the mood strikes me. Let me ask you about Star Trek Online as long as we're talking about it. Um, I've tried I, twice to play I'm the game. Power, and it's not, it's not just because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's also almost 1130. So. That's the main reason. Yeah. Yeah. Barely, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and yeah, you have I kids got that about, don't I let got you about sleep. five minutes. I'm going to be getting out too. So. <laughs> it is, it is, I, I've, I've, got, I've got, I'm determined to put an episode of Captain Game Show out like this weekend. Because <laughs> it's a, but the space between them is is increasing. Uh, oh, I feel you. I feel you exponentially, along with my discomfort of the, about the space between them. Right. Uh, so this weekend, it's I I am declaring it. I'm probably not going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, so let me. Uh, do you guys mind if I, or do you do you have something else you want to talk about? No, I'm going to go ahead. Okay, I've tried twice to play Star Trek Online. Mm-hmm. The first time was many years ago, shortly after it first came out, and the tutorial was fun because the tutorial was basically an MMO where you're running around fighting Borg, shooting phasers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get through the tutorial, you're the captain of a ship, and you've got 
five or six officers that you have to micromanage. And I was like, that's my daily job. I don't want to do this as a game. And so I went away. (laughs) And then years later, I had people say, oh, no, you don't have to do that anymore. And so I think last year or maybe the year before, it may have been two years ago. I, I, I lose track. I tried it again. And I got through the tutorial. Well, I got part of the way through the tutorial, which was just running around MMO kind of, you know, third person shooter, basically. And then you like have to pilot a ship. And you're flying this ship. I don't even know what kind of ship it was. I don't remember anymore. But you have to find an adversary to fight. And I spent like 45 minutes flying in circles trying to find the other goddamn ship. <laughs> and I got frustrated and, and turned it off and haven't gone back. Has it gotten any better or was it me or, or what? I had the same experience. It, <laughs> as far as the flying around looking for an enemy, I don't recall ever having that problem. So I, I don't know if it was like a, a, a glitch or if it didn't tell you if it didn't do a good enough job of telling you where you were supposed to go to find someone to fight. But I, I've never had that issue. I, especially once I finished the tutorial, I got in my first mission. It does a pretty good job of keeping you on the rails. You can find extra stuff to do, but if you want to just follow the storyline, it will just give you a stream of missions one after the other that will take you through a whole lot of story. Cause it, it was like, um, you know, do you guys know Steve Cogswell? Or you know of him anymore? I don't heard. I heard okay. the name. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, he's a great guy, despite all of his protestations. Otherwise, um, and many years ago, he he like gave me a bunch of games on Steam, uh, including Fallout New Vegas. Am I remembering that name right? I think that's um, the name of a of one of them. Yeah. Yeah, and. That's when I, I find, you know, he gave me uh, Oblivion and uh, 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 Skyrim and Fallout. And I tried playing these open sandbox games. And I found that my, I'm, you know, I'm not the best video game player anyway. <laughs> but if you give me an open sandbox game, I'll get freaking lost in the desert and just keep walking around in circles trying to find what I'm supposed to do. And I was very disappointed to find because, like, you know, Fallout New Vegas, you start off and you're in this, in this like, abandoned tavern or something, and you, you're kind of walking around town. And then you have to go from one building to the next. And if you take a wrong turn, you're stuck out in the desert, wandering in circles. And, and but most of those sandbox games have a map in the corner that tells you where you're supposed to be going. It doesn't freaking help. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, okay, I'm the red dot on this big brown map. <laughs> I will say, in um, uh, to, to Star Trek Online's credit, when you bring up the map, if there's someplace you're supposed to go, it will be highlighted in a, in a bright yellow circle with arrows that point to it to help you get there. Um, I, just, I just found operating the ship was, was completely beyond my ability to do. I just sent a video to the three of you. It showed up on my Facebook memories today. And this was my experience in Star Trek Online. Is it on Facebook? Or- yeah, Facebook oh, okay. Messenger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hang on, when I've got StreamYard going, my computer slows way the hell down. Oh, there it is. Um, it looks like some cosplay He-Man stuff going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm uh, about to head out because I uh, I promised my wife I'd finish in time to watch Saturday Night Live so we could see what they're going to do about the uh, election and everything. Oh yeah. Jim Carrey and um, Alec Baldwin together again. Jim Carrey's been doing a pretty decent job of playing Joe Biden. Though they do they they have him do some ridiculous stuff as Joe Biden, but I haven't seen a single clip of him as as Joe Biden. The, Not that I'm trying to avoid it. I just you know, I I I find the strength to watch um uh Seth Meyers and uh Stephen Colbert doing their monologue material about uh about the election. But usually after I watch those two, I don't have the strength to go watch Saturday Night Live or, or Kimmel. Nope. None of that. <laughs> yeah. There's just too much frustration. You know, things are getting bad when Colbert decides to throw out the monologue and just riff off the top of his head, standing up, looking at the camera. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> and <laughs> it's I have noticed on Saturday Night Live, I don't know if it's just something they've started this season, but the musical guest only plays once in the episode. And it was standard. I, I, Cause I've been watching Saturday Night Live since I was in high school. They yeah, play they two, they play two songs. And if it's somebody really big, they play three, you know, I but I saw three, but I, they always played their big hit in the first hour. And then their then some other song their B side twenty minutes. Well, it's yeah, usually like if they have a big musical guest that they have come on to host and be the guest in the same show. Um, it depends on how well they are at hosting, because like MC Hammer hosted one time in the nineties, he wasn't that great of a get up in front of people and just talk. Mm-hmm. So they his opening monologue, he came out and said like two jokes, and then he sang. You know, he did a song. Oh, yeah. So then, but then he performed twice in the episode as well. You know, so what I always liked about SNL was that their musical guests actually sang. Well, so, yeah. with a few notable exceptions. With a few, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that almost always came out in the wash. It was like, oh, yeah. oops, um, but, you know, like. <laughs> Talking Heads and and B fifty twos and Devo and um, uh, who did Cars? Um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, but anyway, I always enjoyed the fact that the the SNL guests ninety nine percent of the time actually performed. What was the Simpson girl that that was that uh, as a- Ashley? Simpson. Ashley, yep, that's Ashley. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was watching that Art episode. Cousin? But, huh? No, she Jessica was Jessica Simpson's little sister. Um, uh, she came out and she sang a song. She did two two performances. She came out and did her first performance. And then the second performance, she comes out and she starts to sing. But the vocals from the first performance started playing. Yeah. And then at the end, and it would, I mean, it was bad enough. But then when she came out at the end, she apologized because she said her band started playing the wrong song. So she blamed it on her band. Like, we heard your voice. (laughs) Your band can't play your voice. Didn't she just, like, stop in the middle and, like, do this little 
dance yeah, off. It, it started playing. It started playing words. She didn't know what to do, so she just kind of started doing this little jig and just kind of danced yep. off the stage. And they went to a commercial. Yep. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was watching. I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> but to be honest, I haven't watched SNL in twenty years, easily, probably longer. Yeah. I watched Tom Hanks monologue uh, from a couple weeks ago, and that's about it. And maybe I'll watch something else if they decide to um, do another uh, Governor Whitmer sketch. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you 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 still have you have cable, right, Sean? Yeah, I have yeah, to. We, we haven't had cable in in a decade. Yeah, same so here. If same. we're gonna watch something, it's a deliberate act. So we'll see in my apartment complex. If I don't have cable, I'm still going to pay for it because it's the internet and the cable is the same bill. Oh, so I okay. either, I mean, I, I've got cable, I'm paying for it, so I might as well watch it. But we really would watch Netflix and Hulu more than we watch what's on cable. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's the thing. But, you know, shortly after Sharon was born, so we're talking eight years, nine years ago, uh, we were paying close to 200 bucks a month for cable and internet. And I was looking at what we were watching. Because I, I haven't been a, a channel surfer for years, even before that. Yeah. My my wife is, but like I'm not one of those people that people that always had the TV on just to have it on. Um, but my you know my wife and her mom you know they just they get up they turn turn the TV on that's what they do. Um, I'm I'm not like that, and so I'm looking at the shows she's watching. I'm looking at the shows I'm watching, and at the time I was like watching Go uh, MythBusters, and. I don't even remember what the other thing was. So it was like, and she was, you know, I was looking at the shows she was watching and I was like, all of these things are available without us paying for cable. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about it and we got rid of cable. And I think my wife misses channel surfing, but I haven't, aside from like football season, which is 16 weeks out of the year. And now our internet has, there's a, there's a, a, you know they they have TV. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we're we're on Spectrum, and I never thought I would praise an internet company because you know they've all sucked. Because we were you know we had Verizon forever, and it was just like evil. Um, but Spectrum's really good. We're we're paying. I don't know what we're paying a month, but we're getting a hundred gigabytes, and they've got Spectrum TV. Yeah, so I you know. Use. Yeah, and and so I can watch live TV if I want to, but it's still I I have to go to it, and the only time I do that is on Sundays and I watch football. Yeah, <laughs> and the rest of the year. Yeah, I and if I if day. I ever move when well when I move out of this apartment, if I move into somewhere where I can get internet and cable separate, we'll probably do without cable because you can you can even get live TV on Hulu and stuff like that if you want it. So yeah. Yeah, and I think there's even a way to do something similar to that on Plex. But if you get your media library big enough, Tom, I think you can uh, relate. I can, I can recreate channel surfing in my Plex TV library just fine. Yep. I, my my current series count is over 170, so I'm I'm not, not at a loss for things to watch. I just have to pick. There's one. a we- there's a website, yeah. and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but there's a website that'll let you channel surf and it'll let you pick the decade, and it's just. Pluto? it's just just, uh reaching out to videos on youtube Uh, but (laughs) you can tell it like i want to watch 
TV from the 80s and it'll cycle through sitcoms and commercials and music videos and stuff from the 80s and you just keep flipping the channel. I burned through like a half dozen episodes of You Can't Do That on television today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to talk about that, aren't we? We're going to well, do it, yeah. You know, when we get done with Star Trek, we'll probably do that. I've mentioned this before. Um, my daughter has never had to deal with commercial television. When she goes to visit her grandparents when we're not in quarantine, <laughs> she gets pissed off at commercial television. Like, you know, her grandparents have, have cable. And so when she's watching a show on Disney Plus or, or not on Disney, on you know, on Disney Channel or whatever, and commercials come up, she gets angry. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my grandson, when we're in the we're in the car and we'll give him one of our phones so he can watch Blue's Clues or something on, on YouTube. And, you know, YouTube will just interrupt and start showing you an ad and the yeah. ad will come up. And he'll just read. He'll just say, Papa, I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Kids All right. today. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All, All right, right. Thank y'all. All right. Bye. <laughs>